to Be the Evidence podcast with Susan Grace and Aubrey Mass. Back at it. We just had a full moon. I, I, I feel like that one was really potent. We're not out of it yet. I mean, the moon is still in um, Aries for a couple days. Oh, it was a doozy. And still feeling it. And then I think also just like, just completely aware of like the reactivity that's going on in the world. Um, and that people's traumas are really triggered. And like that, I mean, not people like mine too, of like our trauma stories are really triggered. And then I know we've got Chiron doing its dance right now, that I'm sure you'll speak more about. Yeah, we're, we're recording on Tuesday. Uh, the 20 the 25th and Chiron Chiron is retrograde in Aries we had the full moon at it it's at zero degrees the full moon was at two degrees Um, but tonight um, Chiron retrograde will ingress or go back into Pisces now first I feel like I want to let's all have a moment a moment of it's going to be okay for the people who are have Chiron in Pisces the Chiron mm-hmm. and Pisces people are like, I thought this shit was over with. <laughs> and it's so Chiron dipping back in, uh, it's going to make, especially Chiron and Pisces people probably feel achy again. Mm. And I think it, I think if you know someone who has Chiron and Pisces, um, let, let's, let's try and care for them mm-hmm. because they want this shit to be over. Um, but for the collective too. And I, th- I think the reason why, the, the way that I read astrology is I see planets as people. I'm like, so why is Chiron doing this? Why is this happening? Um, so Chiron in Aries happens around liberation movements. Mm-hmm. And it, it's about how we're going to heal, how we've hurt ourselves and each other as incarnated humans. Okay. And I feel like when we're becoming very aware of how we've hurt ourselves and each other, the idea that we can liberate out of that is very overwhelming. Like, I don't know. I think we might be stuck like this. And so Chiron going back into Pisces, I think we'll see when we get there. I think it's going to be saying, yes, you were meant to heal out of all suffering. And we're, and I think probably we're going to go, I don't know if we can. I keep having that image of like, um, being um it's not a bunker but a gully i don't remember the word for it now um where soldiers used to dig out and take cover right and that that mentality of like being in war day after day and being able to pop your head up and look at like the desolation in the trenches trenches. thank you i knew there was a word for it um and a term (laughs) And poking their heads up day after day and then like watching the desolation of the land take place and overcome, right? And like the, the, the dust hanging in the air. 
And like that feeling of like, will this ever end? Will I ever stand on a grassy knoll again with the sun in my face drinking, I don't know, a cup of sweet tea? Like, will that ever be a possibility or is this what it is for my life? Mm. And I think that if you, in that sense of like, if you were to say, oh, but there's hope that you can do the return, right? You can go home, you can start a life. I think a lot of people in those situations would be like, really? Is that truly an option? You think I'm coming out of this? Have you looked around? Bombs are flying. Like, I don't know that that's a possibility. And I really feel like that is what we are um, picking up on right now. Yeah. So they go home and, and their family goes, today we're going on a picnic. And the soldier's like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Right. I don't even know what that means. Yep. From what they've been through, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it's going to take, you know, and like that's also the other place of like, we've been talking about this for weeks of like, what is it that we're deeply asking for um, from a very conscientious place for ourselves and for the collective? And I think the part of the reason why you and I do this podcast is because we are desperately seeking to have real honest conversations that are very deep, very vulnerable and very authentic because that's the only way that I think you and I know how to exist in this world through all of these things that are transpiring. And that, I mean, the deeper truth of the situation is I don't know how the hell it looks to have hope after looking around and watching all of the suppression and, and trauma that's gone on in my own life. I don't know how to do that for myself, let alone when I look at society, I don't know how to hold that note of hope. Like, I don't know. I want to truly believe that we are all capable of no longer carrying charges around our trauma and transforming it into a place of healing. And I don't know how we get there. It's tricky. Mm -hmm. It's tricky. I mean, I'm, uh, my Scorpio energy is caught up in <clears throat> or triggered now by the fixed cross that we're in. Yours, right. your Scorpio energy is too. Yep. Um, and I, I feel like I can kind of feel what your generation is faced against. Like the Pluto and Scorpio generation mm-hmm. is charged with bringing up the truth yep. from all over the place. Yep. And I've been saying that your generation probably will go too far. Mm-hmm. And start naming enemies. Yeah. Because Pluto takes a generation all the way down about something. And I'm feeling that kind of feeling about seeing all the trauma come up to the mm-hmm. surface. Part of me wants to start naming enemies. Yeah. Because of you, you know? And that's not healing. No, but why do we do that? It's a protection mechanism. If we're naming enemies, then we are protecting ourselves and we're creating boundaries and barriers around ourselves, right? We are saying, you're the bad guy. This is the fault. This is to be at fault. Stay away from that. And it creates a little place where we're like, okay, well, that's not the safe area. I won't go there. Rather than recognizing that, you know, there's an option to not have to name the bad guys. And I do agree with you that this is the fault of my generation right here. It's like, we will name everything out into the open and then be like, oh shit, we went too far. Mm-hmm. Completely. You know, maybe the option is to name the truths and also try to lean into the humanity of 
that we're all evolving in consciousness, hopefully. That we're all, that we're all human. Yeah, we're all so human. I think, I think we'll have to look up and go, how did we end up here? Mm -hmm. Why are we here? Why are we in a place where we're hurting each other this badly? Why are we in a place where we're watching some people suffer so severely and not do anything about it? Mm -hmm. Why? And I think it's important to recognize that the entire world has been under a system of suppression and control and fear and snuffing out our humanity, the entire world. Yeah. And when those systems start to break down, we're going to have to come back out and relearn how to be fully, compassionately, generously human. And not just hold on to something's been done to me and stay there. Yeah. You know, I always, obviously, given my background, I always go back to the body, right? So when somebody's dealing with like um, chronic immune systems, immune system failure, right? Where they've been hit, let's just say somebody's had like a cold and then a flu and then pneumonia, right? Their immune system has taken a blow, right? They've been out on the count. They're on the couch. They're not able to eat very well. They don't have any energy. Like they are just down for the count and they're more susceptible for more illnesses. And what comes up with that is like, it's real easy to mentally get into this place of like, Oh, I I'm just ill, right? Like that. I can't rebuild my immune system. I can't come back from this. I'm going to always be susceptible. And then there's the other perspective where it's like, man, I took it a, a major blow and my immune system is really having trouble keeping up. And how do I take this as an opportunity to heal? Does it mean that I need to remove all stresses from my life? Does it mean that I have to remove people that drain me? Does it mean that I have to change my diet? Does it mean that I have to get more rest? Like, how is it that I can see this as an opportunity to step up and move forward. Right. And become stronger and become stronger. Yeah. But when we're healing, I don't think we're going, I don't think it's the full process when we just heal ourselves. No, I think we're going to have to look at why anyone hurts anyone ever. Why? And we're, listen, all of us have seen both sides of the coin. Yeah. Lord knows I've hurt people. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes my Scorpio Aries stuff is overwhelming. Yeah. And I have to admit that and take responsibility for it and figure out why I did it and, and try and find a new way and mend and heal. It's, it's the healing also how we cause damage, not right. just how we've absorbed it. Right. That's hard. It's hard to admit that you're the one who did the hurting. Yes. And it's hard to have compassion for yourself in that, right? I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same way it is of like, if you see somebody commit hurt to another person, it's really easy to be like, well, that person did wrong here rather than how to have compassion for them of like, wow, they made a, a choice. Like we want to go into the judgment. We want to go into the judgment of ourselves of like, oh, you, I've hurt you because I'm an Aries and a Scorpio and I popped off and I said a bunch of shit and I, drew my dagger of a knife out symbolically, right? Not, not literally, <laughs> Yeah. but I attacked, right? And I caused pain and discomfort to somebody else. 
And then I immediately hear that and I want to go into judgment of myself and all of my old patternings come up of like how I'm unlovable, how nobody can trust me, all that bullshit. And then we do the same thing for somebody else that we, we see visually or we hear of that hurts another person. We immediately judge them. And I think that the key that we keep hitting around that is how can we find compassion within that? How can we have compassion for ourselves and the healing that we've inflicted on others? And how can we find compassion for others that have inflicted healing on other people? Because how else are we going to heal? Right. But, but see, even that part is tricky because some things are wrong. They're still wrong. And a wrong They're still is wrong. wrong. A spade mm-hmm. will always be a spade for sure. I agree. They're still wrong. And I don't know what the lesson is there. Is that how do you get to a place that like you can have compassion? Is it how do you get to a place where you're no longer triggered by it? Is that how do you get to a place where we can cultivate forgiveness? I don't know the answer. I've, I've come across in, in, in my life, I've come every once in a while, I've come across people who when you look in their eyes, you can tell. Vacant, dark, yep. very, very, very dark. Stay away. Yep. You can't sit down and go, I think you need a nap. No. No, they don't need a nap. Yes. <laughs> That's not what's happening at all. Right. And so, you know, boundaries. You've got you've to protect yourself. Yes. Not everything is okay. Right. Not everything deserves your healing. Right. You, you cannot sit down with just anyone and go, I'm going to heal you. No. Mm-mm. But we can look at that. We can look at it from a higher angle. Mm-hmm. We can say, how do we treat people with mental illness in the world? Right. How do we treat people uh, who need care in general? Like people don't have access to a doctor. Right. Evaluating how, as a whole, we treat other humans and how, how does it get to the point where someone goes that dark? Maybe we can't pull that person back out of the darkness. Maybe it's gone too far. But we can look at responsibility that we need to take in the world so we can put an end to the suffering that keeps going to the point where we go off a fucking cliff into darkness. Right. Discernment is what I keep hearing. How can we be discerning? with not only where our energy and our healing goes, but where, what we stand for within the collective. And, and so we're back at Chiron and Aries about yep. to go into Pisces, right? Yep. Like, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot. If you really look at like, you know, violence against the feminine or vulnerability, children, women, whatever, however you want to see it, the whole thing about violence, okay? Yep. It's categorically wrong, but how do we get there? What is happening? What is happening with the world that we live in that that even is possible? Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, we're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to look at why do we get there? Why do some humans turn dark? Why do some humans hurt other people? Why? Mm-hmm. If we don't, it's just gonna keep happening. Right. And I don't think that I don't think that we're going to be able to keep up the narrative of the devil or some people are just evil. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Or do we need to take responsibility for the world we live in? Yep. And I don't know. Maybe some people are inherently dark. 
and and there's the and there's dark energy that's real. Maybe that's it. Right. I don't know. But we have to try. We have to try to look at honestly where are we? How have we hurt ourselves? How have we hurt each other? Man, I've got a strong emotional charge on this. And I don't know. Maybe it's because of my Scorpio that I feel like a warning of dark. There's dark energy that's real. Oh, don't be fucking sure. around with it. No, I think what comes up for me is like, where has it been normalized? How have we gotten to a place where we've normalized violence? Like if we know, we know. It's not even if we know. We know fucking violence against humans is wrong, categorically wrong. I don't give a shit what you're saying. Wrong, wrong, right? We know that. We can stay with that. It's wrong. It's dark energy. It's shadow work. It's wrong. So where have we normalized that and why have we normalized it? Why have we taken violence against the feminine why have we taken violence against the earth and normalized it what has the purpose that that has served who has benefited from those things happening and it's even it's even like confusing violence yes. like yelling at someone is violent mm -hmm. suppressing someone's spirit is violent yes it's it's not honoring the vulnerability of truly being alive there's vulnerability in it. Humans are vulnerable. We're resilient as hell, but we're, again, we don't have skin made of armor. Right. A bug bite will hurt us. Right. Yeah. And so leaning into the vulnerability. I mean, I think that's the conversation we always come back to is how can we honor, respect, and cultivate being more vulnerable while we're in this place of like, and also redirecting the masculine to protect it. And I'm not talking about men. No. We, we have, you and I both have a lot of Aries going yep. on. Right? Yep. It's, it's learning our own inner masculine to protect vulnerability too. Like it's just so, it's so much in here. Mm -hmm. There's so much in here. That's why I, I really think that this retrograde cycle of Chiron going from Aries back into Pisces is really necessary. Mm -hmm. Like really sitting and feeling how mercy is, is requested here. Mercy and compassion and healing and transcendence. We, we can't, it, there's, it's too dense. It's too ingrained. It's too much in our bones to just try and barrel through this healing process. It's going to yeah. take time and it's going to be difficult and we're going to have to dig way deep down into our hearts to hang in here and keep going without just starting even more fights. Yeah, I keep seeing um, a vigil um, lighted with lots of candles and an attendant going by like as the candles keep getting low and starting a new one, right? But they're, they're in the, when I, with the candles especially, like there's a thing about keeping the light, right? but also the softness that happens like when you're sitting in a room and you, it's just candlelit but there's a, a softness there there's a receptivity there that like you are almost connected to like this ancestral piece of like that when that was the only form of electricity we had that was the only form of light we had right that was something that we hand created from beeswax and honeycomb um like that process of caretaking the candles so that they never go out is also the process of like walking us back into our vulnerability and walking us through the fact that we're not going to stay stuck in lights out 
suffering, oppression, violence. Like we can't stay stuck there. We can, I mean, I guess that's a choice. Yes, you can choose to be stuck there. And you can also choose to continue to light these candles of hope, of vulnerability, of compassion, of allowance, of receptivity. Yeah, so so whenever, as we're speaking, there's a lot of trauma and protesting mm-hmm. kinds of things happening. There's also a lot of activism. Yeah. There's a call to do better. There's a call to lead the way. I mean, I've got a client where she said, I want to end the violence against women for the entire world. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, let's get started. Yeah. Somebody, we, we got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Mr. Rogers. Always look for the helpers. Look for the helpers. There's always helpers. There's always light bearers, even in the dark. My son watches movies, and he always asks me, you know, like about when um, the bullies, you know, because like, he's a small kid, and he'll ask about the bullies, and he'll be like, "But Mama, the bullies—they're—they're they're mean. Like, the nothing's good going to happen about this." And I consistently, I consistently say. All shadow has to come to light. That is universal law. The shadow always has to be brought to the light. It may take a shit ton of time, a lot longer than we want it to be, but it will all be brought to the light. We will all be able to heal. This is, so this is Jupiter and Scorpio, right? Yep. The truth will not stay hidden. Yep. And Jupiter is not Saturn. It's not making us work for it. It's not Pluto. It's not tearing us down about something. It's not Uranus. It's not trying to shock the shit out of us. Jupiter is trying to say, if you will please come back here, come here, and we're like, I don't want to, and be like, come on, (laughs) come on, Mm -hmm. and look at the truth, please. There's a gift in here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we just hit 21 for Jupiter and Scorpio. Is that right? Yeah, we just hit 21. Um, Now we're in the third deacon, final 10 degrees of Jupiter and Scorpio. You think you've seen the truth so far. It ain't done yet. Planets do not take a knee when they're finishing up in a sign. Mm-hmm. It's going to be even more. And so, and I, I think we have to just keep coming back to it and be willing to look at the truth yeah. and, and try to understand that this is not a haunting. This is a healing. There's a difference between pain and suffering. We yeah. have pain to show us that something's wrong. Something right. needs to be healed. Something needs to be protected. Right. But suffering is letting something sit and fester and you don't heal it. And it just gets worse and worse and worse because you're not willing to look at what is the pushing against what is. Yep. And that's where we find ourselves having to look at what we're pushing against and having to look at the resistance and then getting to make a choice. Do we lead with boundaries or do we lead with our heart? Uh, both, but let's be clear about boundaries, boundaries, boundaries are not walls, right? When we lead with walls, we shut out life Mm -hmm. boundaries, boundaries, uh, Scorpio's in charge of boundaries and Scorpio's a water sign. So it's about how we feel up to this line. I feel safe, protected, trusting. I'm okay. Past this line. I'm not right. And past this line, none shall cross. Right. And those are, you can move them when more trust is earned. Right. This is in relationships. This is in the world. This is in institutions. Yep. This feels okay. And this doesn't Mm -hmm. necessary. But if we put up walls and we say, I'm out, 
and I'm not letting anything in, then everything breaks down. So true. But I think right now during this, during the Chiron uh, retrograde cycle from Aries to Pisces, you and I were talking about yep. this earlier. I think it's okay to go, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know. I think we have to be really honest about that. You know, I think that there is a lot of um, bravery that can actually happen and camaraderie that can actually happen when we talk about healing the collective and it begins with healing ourselves, but then also tuning into what other people around us need. I think there's a lot of opportunity when we look at each other, like you and I did prior to getting on here, like, I don't know. I don't know how this pans out. I truly don't hold any more answers than anybody else. Like, I don't know but I'm willing to stand on the side of healing. I'm willing to stand on the side of light. Yeah, I think we have to let, let the energies do their jobs. Mm -hmm. Chiron going back into Pisces, if we go, I don't know how in the hell we're gonna heal all this shit about how we've hurt ourselves and each other. Then Chiron going back into Pisces is gonna go, let's have a talk. Right, yeah, we'll be shown. Let's have a talk. And you go, and we have to go, okay, I'm listening. I'm willing to say I don't know. I'm willing to expose my vulnerability and going, oh God, it's a lot. Yep. And then let something bigger than us assist. Yeah, it's that whole quote, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. But first we have to say, what are we wanting to learn here? Are we saying, I don't know? And please show me. Yeah, at least we're willing to acknowledge a massive amount of healing is required right. here. Don't know how the hell we're going to do it. Right. Okay, well, at least you're willing to acknowledge it. Right. Because we've, we've all participated in a system that has hurt everyone. Right. That I doubt. How long will Chiron be retrograde into Pisces? Until February. Okay. So, you know, if you're in the U.S., it would be over the winter and the holidays. Mm -hmm. And we will have an eclipse season before that's done. Mm -hmm. eclipses start again in January right and during this time also Uranus is retrograded back into Aries from Taurus uh-huh so while while Chiron and Pisces is saying you're meant to heal out of suffering you're not stuck like that you're not meant to stay there and we right. go well it's a lot I don't know how to do it be like okay well we're gonna learn right. right during the same time Uranus and Aries is going didn't I just try to tell you that you're stronger than you think and you must come out of your hiding place? Mm -hmm. Didn't I just tell you that? Mm -hmm. So it's both. Yep. Learning that we can heal out of all suffering and then having to be like, all right, well, let's get started. Fuck. What other <laughs> options do we have? <laughs> I don't think Uranus and going back into Aries is going to let us go hide under the bed. No, no, it's not. I don't think any of the current energies around surrounding us are going to let us hide under the bed anymore. God, tell it, honey. Right. That's, That's not a luxury we the have. The fixed cross that we're in until mm -hmm. November. No. It is forcing us to look at the truth and to, and to love ourselves and push away from the things that don't resonate with us anymore and raise our, our self-worth higher than we've ever done before. Yep. This is serious shit, man. Yeah. It's not for the, um, it's not for the birds. I've, 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 
I, I seriously, I feel for Libras this season because usually Libra season, we're looking for balance and harmony and flow and peace right. and all that shit. And so I think that if I were a Libra, I'd be looking up going, y'all are hijacking my season. I don't like this at all. <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all thinking? Seriously. <laughs> mm, <really hip. laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening in to the Be The Evidence podcast with Susan and I. We are really grateful that you are here, that you're showing up, that you're willing to be seen, and that you're exploring these conversations. Thank you. If you're curious at all about the offerings and the readings that Susan and I do, I would really urge you to go to our websites. There you will find a lot more information about who we are and the services that we have. Susan can be found at susangrace.org, and I can be found at aubreycara.co. For all of our listeners of the podcast, we have set up a Patreon page specific to you guys. There you will find um, services that are not available to anyone else, and you can find us on patreon.com backslash be the evidence podcast. When you're there, there are two different options for you to have access to a guided meditation and or a reading with Susan and I both. If you ever have any questions or comments or feelings that you'd love to share or stories about how the podcast is resonating with you, we would love to hear them. Please feel free to reach out to us at betheevidencepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, Please know we are deeply grateful for all the ways that you are showing up. We see you. We hear you. We feel you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.